Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Dr. Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, and this episode is going to be uh, just me, because, well, uh, we were supposed to record this on Monday, which was Halloween, and, you know, obviously, Edward being a single father of two, um, there's an obligation, I, I, and plus, I'm not going to be an asshole and make Edward, you know, record this episode on Halloween, and also, you know, I was taking my nieces out for Halloween as well. Um, but you know, obviously whatever schedule and it's all also obviously, um, uh, in October, near the end of the month of October. So I was pretty stacked at his job. So yeah, um, it was going to be me, uh, this, this episode. So I'm recording this on Tuesday, November 1st. Um, obviously these episodes drop on Friday, but just so you guys get a reference to what this episode, oh, well, uh, you know, if you guys don't know how we do these recordings, well, now, you know, um, but yeah, we do, do have, I do have a lot to talk about. I'm going to try. Once again, to like make sure that this episode is is up to our status quo by myself, but obviously when it's just you, you the conversation does tend to be a little bit shorter. But we do have some headlines to talk about. We do have a debate topic, which I guess will not be something I guess I throw out to you guys. See what your thoughts on are. Uh, recap the Liga Mekis playoffs. Uh, fortunately, things didn't pan out the way, at least for me as a Toluca fan. But um, yeah, we just gotta talk about it. Um, recap the what the conference finals for the Eastern and Western in the MLS Cup playoffs and preview the MLS Cup final, which I'm sure is going to be a fun one, um, especially if you're from a, a certain city. Uh, announce players of the week, give you guys some games to look forward to this coming weekend. And um, no three up, three down this episode, obviously, because it's just me. So, um, yeah, we'll just wrap the show up nice and clean. So it'll probably be a pretty short episode just because it's just me talking, but I'll do my best to to carry the carry the load uh, for today. Um but yeah, man, I'm pretty excited. Obviously, I hope everyone had a good Halloween. Uh, like I said, took my nieces out, went to some houses. Um I don't know, man. I feel like I I, I maybe maybe I'm just old now, but it feels definitely feels like Halloween's a little bit has changed a lot over the years. Um but still not fun nonetheless. Uh, I think, you know, obviously perspective wise, when you get older, it's now about the, you know, obviously you're, 
you're getting <laughs> you're not a kid anymore so like halloween's a little bit different for you um but you know to see the kids have ex get excited and getting candy and and dressing up is pretty fun um i do want to dress up maybe one day i'll i'll finally get to dress up again for halloween but um i do like halloween parties i think that's the, the i think that's, that's like the mature thing when you get older uh i'm also going to try not to be distracted today because obviously it is the World Series. I am an Astros fan. Um, they're currently playing the Phillies, which I guess that's a little, uh, <laughs> a little foreshadowing of of the MLS Cup. But yeah, um, so Game Three is currently going on. Like I said, I'm gonna try not to be distracted by it and, and push through for this episode. But yeah, like I said, so got got some stuff to talk about. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then go going with headlines. This break was brought to you by Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. Go ahead and check it out. From NFL to NASCAR, Fanatics has you covered. So go ahead and check out the link on our bios at insert name FC on Instagram and Twitter. And go ahead and get yourself some shopping brought to you by Fanatics. Once again, thank you for Fanatics being a proud partner of insert name FC. back all right man so headlines before we get going to headlines man make sure you guys go ahead and check us out on instagram and twitter at insert name fc um if you guys see our, our social media on those two platforms you'll see a pin post that post is for our run your pool challenge uh run your pool is a website where you can create pick em challenges pick em leagues survivor pools however you want to set the rules is totally up to you amongst friends or amongst strangers uh maybe you give out a prize at the end but it is a really fun way, and here at Insert Name FC, we do have a World Cup challenge. It's pretty simple right now. You're right now just predicting the group stages of the World Cup, and as the tournament progresses, we'll keep going. The person with the highest score, not named Edward, myself, and Spencer, um, will win the jersey of the winner of the 2022 FIFA World Cup. So, kind of like a jersey giveaway, if you will. But obviously, you know, you have to win the competition. But if you guys want to enter, once again, it is posted on our at pinned. It's the pinned post on our Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. So go ahead and check out and follow the rules of what you have to do to enter. But with all that being said, man, let's get going with the headlines. Um, Aston Villa, man. So they're currently in 16th place, I believe. Um, kind of having a run in form. And obviously, if you guys know anything about Aston Villa, that is the club that Steven Gerrard uh, was once the manager of after leaving Rangers. Well, Aston Villa went ahead and gave him the boot. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, look, the thing is that's different um, is Aston Villa. Obviously, it's usually a mid-table club. Um, but the thing is, is that they're now facing relegation. Um, I mean, we kind of said the pressure about Jesse Marsh last episode. Um, and, I mean, relieved himself for a little bit. I mean, there's still pressure for him with Leeds United where they are, but... Obviously, being able to beat a club like Liverpool, um, <laughs> Liverpool's having their struggles, but I mean, it's still Liverpool nonetheless. Um, but Jesse Marsh basically kept his job, and unfortunately for Steven Gerrard, he he wasn't able to. Um, I still think he's he he has potential to be a good manager. Um, this is just a minor setback in his his managerial career. I'm sure I'm sure with his name, he'll get another opportunity to. I mean, shoot, look at freaking Gattuso. He still he still manages to find jobs. But I mean, 
But obviously, we got you know what's Aston Villa looking. They need a guy to come in and man this uh, and kind of put this Aston Villa club back in the mid part of the table. And they go to a guy that has been in the Premier League before, and that is Unai Emery. Um, for those of you who don't remember, Unai Emery went was manager of PSG, and then after that ended up coming to Arsenal, which I have very fond memories of of great Unai Emery. Um, but the other thing for Unai Emery is that he is he is the Europa League king. I mean, he's wanted with with uh, Sevilla plenty of times, and he's also wanted with Villarreal. So he does have a, a very good resume, uh, in my opinion. He, he is a very good coach. It just things didn't work out with Arsenal, but and I can totally understand why it didn't work out with Arsenal. I, I do believe he was the guy that actually replaced Arsene Wenger. So also there was pressure in for that as well. Um, but I mean, looking at the uh, via at his Via Real team this season, um, currently eighth in La Liga, um, which some of you guys are probably gonna say that's pretty bad. But when you think about it, perspective wise, it's Via Real, so it's not really that bad as you think about it. And they are they're they're winning their group in the Europa Conference League, so you know he, he's he's doing doing the, honestly a probably a probably a good favorite to win the Conference League this year. Um, but you know, uh, I, I, some people are probably wondering why did he choose to leave, uh, you know, Villarreal club that you know gave him his second chance and. And, and you know it worked, right? You know, gave him his second chance, goes out there and wins wins the Europa League against Manchester United. So like, why would you want to leave that club? Clearly, that club uh, believes in you and supports you and all that. Um, at the end of the day, though, I mean, it's the Premier League. It's it's the top league in the world. Like, even though I have my my La Liga bias, I still know that that's the top league in the world. And, and even if it's Aston Villa or West Ham, or you know you know, one of those mid-table teams, the opportunity to showcase what you can do. Maybe this isn't the end plan for, for Unai Emery. Maybe it's, you know, hopefully gets another chance with one of the big, the big six, you know, one of the big sixes over in the Premier League. So, I mean, you know, if he can get this team back in a mid-table position, especially right now with, like I said, they're flirting with the relegation zone. And you guys are probably wondering, like, why are we worried about this? It's November. You got to remember, we're, we're almost done. With the we're about to hit the break, like the break is gonna happen, um, because obviously the World Cup is starting November twentieth. So, yeah, you know this is kind of near the end of the halfway point of the season. So yes, there's a lot of pressure right now. You want to not be in that relegation zone, especially at the halfway point. Um, so I mean that's just plain simple. So for me, I think it's a good hiring for Aston Villa. I think Aston Villa overall is just gonna be a tough job, but they do have players. They do have quality, obviously. You know that they that they have a uh, um, a lot of talent in that team, so it's it's not it's not a really like I said you got Phil Coutinho, uh, so you do have some players on that roster. So you're not necessarily in a tough situation. Um, you know the the Steven Gerrard effect did implement a lot of talent into that Aston Villa team. Um, the question will be can Unai Emery, and I think you could say he does have a good track record with playing with stars. Obviously, PSG is a prime example of it. Um, so I, I, I think this is a good opportunity for Unai Emery, um, sh- show what he can do, put, put them in a better situation and, um, either he sticks with Aston Villa or this opens up another opportunity for him for a, a bigger club, if you will. So yeah, I, that's all I really got to say about, about it. It's an interesting move. It's an interesting decision, but I'm sure, I'm sure Steven Gerrard will find a job. Um, pretty sure. Now, once again, he's got the name, uh, the, the allure of his name. 
Um, I don't know where he would play. I mean, I've, apparently now Villarreal has an opening. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where Steven Gerrard ends up going. Um, I'm not entirely sure if if Brighton got hired, but I think the guy right now that's in charge of Brighton is doing pretty well. I mean, they just beat Chelsea. So, I mean, we'll see what happens with Steven Gerrard. I'm sure he'll get another opportunity. But, yeah. All right, so moving on to the next one, and um, this one, weirdly enough, has also some sort of relation to Arsenal. Well, not some sort of, it does have a relation to Arsenal, and that is about Pablo Mari. Um, if you guys don't know, uh, Pablo Mari, along with five others at Milan's Milan Fiori de Asago, it's a shopping center in Milan, um, it's safe to say, um, were stabbed. They, you know, there was a stabbing that happened in the mall, in the shopping center. Which is kind of crazy to think that you know something like that would would happen at a mall. Just a guy just randomly just out there stabbing people. But one of those people that were were in, in that situation was Pablo Mari. For those of you who don't know, Pablo Mari is a center back. Um, currently, I believe playing for Monza uh, on loan from Arsenal. So he is an Arsenal signing. Um, so like I said, he he was sent out on loan to play in Italy and. So that it does, you know, obviously it's a concern for Arsenal fans. Um, if any of them are, are fans of Pablo Mari, honestly, I can tell you I'm, I'm not really a fan of Pablo Mari. I've had some frustrations with him, but that doesn't, you know, obviously him as a player doesn't have anything to do with him as a person. This is a horrible situation. Uh, thank God that there was no life, life threatening injuries. I mean, obviously he got stabbed. There's a stab wound there. So, I mean, that is, uh, obviously the, the, the the hard part but I think um obviously not like the fact that it doesn't threaten his life is far is great to hear um I don't know what ended up happening to the person that stabbed all these people because obviously there was you know six people that got stabbed um within the vicinity um I don't know if the guy got caught or anything I believe it's an older gentleman um I didn't like I said I didn't get fully in the, there was no follow back on the on what happened with that guy but but yeah so um it's unfortunate that that so that, that that went down, but you know, you know, he's alive still, and um, and hopefully he's able to recover, and 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 hopefully not have any any issues, you know, going forward. Obviously, you know, you're gonna have that sense of of fear a little bit. I mean, you know, it's gonna happen. It's such a it, like the, the fact that this happened just at a at a shopping center, a place where I guess you wouldn't expect to be stabbed at, but you did. Um, so I mean, it, it's. There's going to be some concerns. At least I know that there will probably be some mental issues that will come with Pablo Mari. Um, and I hope, I'm sure he'll overcome it. But yeah, it just sucks that that happened for him. Um, but like I said, he is a player that was loaned, is, is coming from Arsenal. So a lot of players that are currently on the Arsenal team obviously know him. It's still pretty fresh. So actually when Gabriel Martinelli scored the opening goal uh, against Nottingham, uh, they they actually uh, pulled out. You know the jer- you know Pablo Mari's jersey with the twenty two, an Arsenal jersey, of Pablo Mari um, to to show respect and 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 say that they're with him. So um, a great, just just classy thing to do for the club. Um, and like I said, hopefully Pablo Mari is able to overcome this. And thank God that it's not life threatening that what happened. But uh, hopefully they got the guy. Because um, yeah, that's that's really it's just terrible to happen. Especially when you're just going to the mall, you're just shopping, and you know, for that to happen, I mean, that's gotta suck. So, so there's that, and the final headline. So this is an interesting uh, thing that came up, came about 
when I was uh when I was looking into the when looking into headlines. Um so Chris Wondolowski, man. So if you guys don't know Chris Wondolowski, uh you know, MLS legend. You know, if, if anybody knows anything about MLS MLS legend, uh former captain of the San Jose Earthquakes, did play with the Houston Dynamo uh at one point in his career. Uh, I believe was part of the championship teams as well. Um you, he has a very interesting life. Such an interesting life that gritty films um are prepared to make a film on the life of of Chris Wondolowski. Um I don't know how strong it is. I mean obviously the fact that they're talking about it in you know around in 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 the in the, at least in the soccer news especially here in America um should be telling you of of something but as of right now as far as I know there is no director or writer that has been attached to this film. Um and some of you probably be wondering why why Chris Wondolowski like what is it about this guy's life that is worth intriguing. And so when they were talking, Chris Wondolowski talked about it, which is kind of crazy to think, because Chris Wondolowski is a very private person. Like, he's not really, like, you know, out there. Um, I mean, I don't even think he's that active in social media. I, I don't, I mean, I think I follow him on social media, but I don't think he really posts much. And if it's, any, I mean, probably post some things of his family and stuff like that, but nothing too crazy, like nothing outlandish. So he's a very private person. And, um, but if you know a little bit about his backstory, he does have some very humble beginnings. Um, he, you know, maybe not, I don't know so much about his like high school years and all that or college. I do believe he did go to Chico State, which is a division two school. Um, I know of Chico State mainly because of when I was working for the Astros, we did this division two baseball tournament and Chico State was one of the schools that got invited to it uh to be in it uh, so that's my only knowledge of chico state but aside from that man i didn't you know so he played at chico state is what i know um he ends up being a supplemental draft pick so he wasn't even a draft pick in the mls super draft he was a supplemental pick um so um i really don't i can't really explain the supplemental draft very well um but but yeah like i mean essentially he wasn't necessarily like uh, like I said, he wasn't uh, an MLS super draft pick. He was, he was just, he, let me see if I can look up MLS supplemental draft. Maybe I should have, maybe I should have done that before, uh, before I went into this, but the MLS supplemental draft, uh, professionally in the USL leagues are eligible, our MLS super supplemental draft. So these are guys that, um, that aren't playing from call co- and college soccer. So these are guys that, so, I mean, he ended up going to college. I guess he ended up playing at, uh, he, I believe he played at the USL. I'm assuming so. Um, played in the USL and, you know, went into the MLS draft. Some people will say the USL is kind of obviously beneath the MLS. Um, so if you get an opportunity to play for an MLS team, uh, if, if you think you got the chops for it, obviously, you know, go for it and everything. So he ends up taking that, sh- that opportunity, um, and gets drafted. Um, I believe he did get, I don't know where he got drafted. I'm not going to go down his whole life story. Hopefully this movie gets done. So that way you guys can learn about his life story. But this this supplemental draft pick, um, out of Chico state, you know, maybe not many people thought much of him. Um, this guy ends up being the leading goal scorer in MLS history with 171 goals. Now I know some people are probably gonna be like, well, that's not really a lot. And you're right. I mean, obviously if you go look at like the guys like Ronaldo, Messi, and all of them, they're, you know, past that number. 
But I mean, you know, when you think about the M for the MLS, I mean, you know, the MLS is still a very young league, so to have someone at the, you know, especially a guy like Chris Wolanowski, some a guy, a guy maybe some people kind of overlook because they don't remember him too much, um, or probably don't want to remember him too much, and I'll get to that part. But yeah, I mean, you would think the highest goal scorer in MLS history would be like Landon Donovan or or Clint Dempsey. Well, probably can't be Clint Dempsey because you know, obviously, he went to Europe and. Uh, Landon Donovan just basically stayed in the MLS. Um, not gonna say anything like that. Jesus Christ, the Philly hit a home run. <laughs> the Phillies, okay, I gotta say focus here. Um, but, yeah, Chris Wolowski was the leading goal scorer in MLS history with 171 goals. Um, so that's pretty big. And, 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 and like I said, this guy went from being a supplemental draft pick. So he wasn't even part of this, like I said, wasn't part of the MLS super draft. He was part of the supplemental draft. So he had to go into the USL. To get looked at by scouts, you know, because he wasn't playing for a top Division One soccer team, so you know he grinded it out, man. That's what he did. Um, ends up finding himself getting a U.S. Men's National Team call up. He was part of that 2014 World Cup team, and if you guys remember that 2014 World Cup team, um, in that Belgium game, in that court, in the round of 16 match against Belgium, where I'm pretty sure everybody's gonna remember Tim Howard's performance as a goalkeeper, but. There was a moment that the U.S. could put this game away, win it, and move on to the next round. Unfortunately, Chris Wondolowski misses a very wide open goal and obviously keeps the game open. And, and you know, obviously, the, if everybody remembers what happened in 2014, the U.S. did not advance in the round of 16. Um, you know, it, it's definitely one of the low points of his career. But, I mean, like I said, this guy went from being a supplemental draft pick all the way to getting an opportunity to play for the U.S. Men's National Team and and be in the biggest stage in the world in the World Cup. So maybe maybe Chris Wondolowski's story is a little bit worthy of, of having a biopic. Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of names that you could think of for soccer, for U.S. soccer specifically. Um, obviously, Clint Dempsey would be a name that would be intriguing just because of the fact of, of his sister's passing that opened that opportunity for him to continue to play soccer. Um, but obviously that's probably a little bit more of a sensitive subject for Clint. And I'm sure that that's not something he wants people to have on film, you know, to make a, you make a movie about him like that. So, um, but Chris Wondolowski, I think is, is, is in some way a true underdog story. So, you know, with the right director and the right writer, man, this could be a really good, film to be done and i think that the real reason why and like like i said it's still in the work like this is still like in the starting stages so we're not probably not gonna have this film done anytime soon um but the reason why i think it's important to mention this is because if you're able to make this movie about this true underdog story about this soccer player u.s soccer player um, from coming from the bottom all the way to getting the opportunity to play for the U.S. men's national team, um, it could probably get some excitement over soccer, right, here here in the U.S. And, and um, I think that the goal from Gritty Films would be to get this film prepared by 2026. And because, obviously, the, the World Cup will be here in the U.S. in 2026. So this could just be a whole tie-up of leading to getting people excited for the 2026 World Cup here in the U.S., which will also be Canada and Mexico, but primarily in the U.S. So I think that this is like kind of, kind of just all a correlation to when what's the end goal from here. 
And I think the the end goal will be to have this film ready by 2026 to get some FIFA World Cup hype going. Um, will it happen? Uh, I'm not entirely sure, man. Like I think sports movies are are pretty good. Um, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I think. It depends on what you're talking about. Obviously, you know, we when some people think of sports movies, some people think of the Mighty Ducks. Um, you know, 42, the biopic of, of Jackie Robinson that was done by Chadwick Boseman, rest in peace. Um, but, you know, there, there's also some sports movies that, uh, like, I mean, there's movies that people like, pers- like, obviously, if you're like a baseball fan, you know, people are going to keep talking about, you know, The Sandlot. Like, The Sandlot was a really good movie, even though it wasn't a biopic. Um uh, for soccer movies, I mean, there's Big Green, um, which is kind of funny. Uh, Kicking and Screaming is pretty funny, but I mean, um, I mean, me and Edward, we both love the Goal movies, except for Goal Three, we don't count that one. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it, it's a good idea. It's a great strategy to see if it works. I don't know if it will, because um, like I said, man, soccer is not necessarily the most popular sport in the world. Um, I mean, you know, NF, you know, football. They did uh, the Blind Side, which was a, mo- a movie about Michael Orr, um, which was, a, uh, to, in my eyes, was actually a really good movie. And then you find out that like Michael Orr, the guy the the movie's about, doesn't like it. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, that's great. Uh, but no, I mean, it's a fair point though, because they did make him look stupid. Uh, but yeah, I think biopics, I think, can be interesting. I think some, I, I think people, especially if you're like a San Jose Earthquakes fan or like me, a Houston Dynamo fan, then, you know, watch Chris Wondolowski when he was with the Dynamo. Um, you're going to go watch it because obviously it's Chris Wondolowski, but I, 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 I don't know. I think this is going to be, soccer is very niche as it is. Um, some people watch it. Um, I just don't know if this will get the people hyped for the World Cup. Um, I think to get people hyped for the World Cup, the U.S. has to do really well. In this coming World Cup in 2022, come November 20th, 21st, even the World Cup starts in 20th, but the 21st, because that's when they'll play the Wales, the Wales, uh, when they play Wales. And so that, I think, will be the tone setter for the 2026 World Cup, depending on what the U.S. does in the 2022 World Cup. Um, because if the U.S. is playing well, because everybody knows winning, winning is what does every, every, what, what winning is what make the, makes the, <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Winning is what makes the world go around. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so, I mean, if the U.S. men's national team could do well in the 2022 World Cup, maybe that could help out. It builds the hype up. Maybe people want to learn about soccer a little bit more. I don't think this movie is actually going to teach you anything about soccer, but at least it will teach you about the grind, um, well, you know, what it takes to become a professional soccer player, at least in the MLS, you know, because obviously uh, college soccer being a thing here. But... It maybe gets people into the MLS. I don't know. I can't tell you. Um, I'm gonna watch it. I'll watch it when it comes out. I will def. I definitely will. Uh, once again, because it's Chris Wondolowski, so I know who he is. He's an MLS legend. But I don't know if it's gonna build any hype for the 2026 World Cup. Once again, I think that all depends on what this U.S. Men's National Team does in 2022. So, yeah, um, that's all I really gotta say about that. But like I said, hopefully it's a good movie. Chris Wondolowski. I'm really intrigued by his story, so I definitely will be uh, checking that film out. But, alright man, so it is debate time. This debate is brought to you by True Classic Tees. True Classic Tees, man. Like, look at me. Okay, I guess you can't look at me because this is an audio recording. But, look. 
I'm not necessarily. Well, I'm not. I'm, I'm fat. Okay, I'm fat. Um, and you know, when when it comes to buying shirts for me, you know, the top part, you know, feel, you know, the the part, the top part feels great. But then when you get to my stomach, it, the, you know, the shirt does little to no service for me. Well, True Classic Tees gets that for me. So shirts that will have that great upper body fit, make you look a little, little jacked, and also take care of that beer gut or belly. Whatever you got going for you, man, you know, hey, it's a process. You do on your time. But in the meantime, man, True Classic Tees will take good care of you to make sure that you're at least in there in 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 the good in the good looking department so if you guys use code belly of fantasy at checkout you will get a 25 percent discount at true classic teeth so once again thank you to true classic teeth for being the presenting sponsor of this debate topic so talking about the 2022 world cup here it will be in qatar um aside from all the like look we've all said all the things that we need to say about qatar it's probably going to be a very unwatchable world cup um, apparently you can't drink. There's going to be, there's going to be drinking zones, uh, that you can go to, but, uh, but yeah, man. So talking about the 2022 world cup, there's a lot of pressure. Obviously you're going to take a break between the season. Once the world cup is over, you're going right into that January transfer window. So that is a very big, big thing, especially if you're a player that's competing in the world cup, you know, some of these guys, they're going to need a very solid performance of the World Cup. Um to maybe get some attention to go and move into a different club or different situation, get a better situation, or you, you you know what I mean. So here are my five players in my opinion that need a good World Cup. I'm gonna start at number five and I'm going to say Weston McKenney. Uh I'm gonna go with Weston McKenney because obviously he's been linked with a move there's clubs interested in Weston McKinney. Uh, you know, his health has been a concern this season with Juventus. Um, if And I believe he's kind of dealing with injuries, so he'll probably be questionable, at least in the beginning part of the World Cup. But if he can come into this World Cup once he's healthy and and be the Weston McKinney that everybody hopes he can be, you know, that January transfer window could be really opportunistic for him. Obviously, he's already with a big club in Juventus. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of clubs that are interested in him. I know... I know Tottenham is one. Arsenal apparently is also interested in him. So this could be a big move uh, for 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 Weston McKennie. Um Number two, I mean number two, number four, number four is Chucky Lozano. Um, obviously, there's gonna be a lot of pressure for Mexico. Um, I know that we should never count on Mexico in the World Cup, but <laughs> he they're just in a tough group, man. Um, and obviously, there's been a lot of frustration with them. But Chucky Lozano, obviously, kind of being the big name, um, the big name player that everyone's been hoping that he will live up to. It's kind of, kind of quieted down a little bit recently, but still is the guy that you need to put a lot of pressure on. Um, I feel like he wants to move out of Napoli. Um, even though I think maybe you might want to wait right now on Napoli because, you know, it looks pretty good for them. They're looking pretty good right now in, in this area. Um, obviously that could change, especially how, how pretty big, how pretty open now this, this, that league is. Um, but maybe he wants a Premier League move. So if he can do really well in the in the World Cup, it'll be really huge for. All right, all right. <laughs> sorry, sorry. The Astros are playing. 
Uh, Hensley just hit his his first uh his first World Series hit. So, uh, but going back to it, but Chucky Lozano definitely needs to have a really good um World Cup if he wants to make that move to another bigger league. Obviously, he went to when he left Mexico, he went to PSV, then goes to Napoli. Maybe he wants that Premier League move, or maybe a La Liga move. Who knows? But he definitely needs to make a a move uh, at some point. And number three, I got Neymar, man. I think. Um, the, the it's just the constant drama with with PSG. Um, I I I just think he wants out of there. I, I I think at least if he should. I mean, the fact that he was rumored to like leave the club, and I know he wants to stay, but I mean, if you know, I have I have I have Brazil being the favorites to win the World Cup, so you know maybe he does do well for for P, for PSG for for Brazil. You know, I mean, I know there's a lot of clubs. I think a lot of clubs would love to have Neymar on their team. I mean, if he performs really well, you know, I know he wants to try to do the impossible and win the Champions League at PSG. Um, but I'm going to say, you know, there's got to be a club that's willing to take a take a, an opportunity for him. Um, for, the be- for, for Neymar's sake, I think he does need to get out of PSG. Uh, and I think if he does have a good World Cup, I mean, there's, gonna, there's definitely going to be a club willing to pay up and I think maybe it might be Newcastle United <laughs> that would be willing to pay up for that. But actually I don't know. I don't think Newcastle United they've been pretty weird with their with how they've been handling their transfers because they haven't really signed anybody massive like that yet. But hey, maybe it's Neymar. Um but yeah man, I just don't know. I just don't know with with the situation. I just think he just needs to get out of there. Um PSG apparently is toxic. I don't I can't tell you man. I've never I'm not in PSG but from what we've been like reading up, it seems like it's a toxic environment now. But it seems like also Messi, him, and 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 Bappe are are gelling. So it's weird. It's just a weird situation, man. It's it's super weird. But yeah, um, at number one, at number two, at number two, um, dang man, that's this is where it starts getting kind of tricky, but. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh with Timo Werner, and the reason why I say that I know that he now he's back at RB Leipzig and he's back in a club that he's comfortable with, but obviously his time at Chelsea was just so bad. Um, I think if he can do really well for Germany, uh, maybe he can draw some attention again and and and, and another club, uh, will give him another flyer. Um, you know I I think Chelsea just the fact. It just wasn't a good fit for him. Maybe he goes to another club that will be a better fit for him. I know, obviously, RB Leipzig is a good fit for him, but you know, maybe he wants to go back up top. Maybe Bayern. No, well, Bayern Munich's not gonna get him. But like I said, maybe a club will go after him. So I think Timo Werner is someone that definitely needs to have a good World Cup. And at number one, I'm gonna say, man, dude, this is. This is where it gets really tricky. I don't want to stick with. I don't want to like pick the same countries, um. Uh, but you know what? I'm gonna say Mbappe. Mbappe needs to have a good World Cup, man. And the reason why I say Mbappe, not necessarily for him to like leave or anything like that. I think the reason why he needs to have a good World Cup is because he has been just the atten- He's just been getting all the attention right now, and for all the worst reasons, it's that he's being a brat, that he's that he's, uh, you know, jealous of the lack of, of respect that he gets in the locker room when he's in a locker room with literal World Cup winners and Champions League winners um, and Olympic winners. 
Uh, and it's just like, you know, the 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 whole offer that he got. Were, once again, like the he's not responsible for the deal that he got from PSG. Like PSG gave him that deal. Um, he was going to be ridiculed for that deal, and it's because of obviously you can never be bigger than the club, and what they offered him essentially made him bigger than the club. So it goes off a lot of red flags for him, but it's not his fault that he took that deal. He just took the deal. It was a good offer. I mean, who says no to that? But he's just been getting a bad rep lately, and he needs to get it. He needs to get people away from that, uh, from that stuff, and and get back to going to to the root of all things, and that's his ability to play. So if he can be a standout for France, which is going to be really hard because this France team is pretty loaded. Um, even with the loss of Pogba and, and Rafael Varane, um, this, you know, it's still France. It's still a loaded team. Um, so, oh, and without Conte, but like I said, it's a pretty, it's still a pretty loaded team, but if he can be a crucial piece of that, of that run for France, then maybe they repeat, who knows? He's definitely someone that not not necessarily to move out of PS, you know, that needs a transfer or anything like that, but definitely needs a good World Cup just to get the attention away from him. I know that the other guys I said for transfers, um, Neymar probably isn't going to get transferred, so maybe he just needs a good World Cup to solidify that he's like one of the best Brazilians of all time. That should have been honestly what I said. I don't know why I was going with transfers. I think I'm just kind of because when I was looking at at the other at the other three that I mentioned, but yeah. Those those are five guys that I think personally need to have good World Cups, um, because the pressure is on, man. The pressure is going to be on, especially on these guys to make sure that their countries uh, make it out of the group and and go far in these World Cups. But yeah, man. Um, so let's post it on social media. You guys tell me who is a player that you think needs to have a big World Cup, um, whether it's for a transfer or for attention, whatever y'all for the sake of their country. Just tell me in in the comments or in the replies why that player needs to have a big World Cup. And so thank you again to True Classic Tees for being the presenting partner of the debate topic. So make sure you guys use the code BELLYUPFANTASY at checkout to get 25% off on your purchase. Thank you again to True Classic Tees for being the presenting sponsor. This break was brought to you by Audible. Audible provides you a large library of audiobooks that you can listen to at your convenience from horror genre all the way to biographies, Audible has it all. Make sure you guys go ahead and use the link audibletrial.com forward slash insert name FC podcast to go ahead and get yourself a 30 day free trial. Once again, thank you to Audible for this sponsor break. And we're back. All right, man. So, geez, we're getting. Matthew McCullough is getting rocked right now by by the Phillies. Yeah, all right. Hopefully, they, it's still early. It's still early. We'll see how it goes. Um. All right, man. So, Liga Mekis is officially over. We have a champion. Congratulations to Pachuca for winning the 2022 Apertura. Um. Yeah, man. It was. It wasn't even close, man. Pachuca ends up beating Toluca eight to two in aggregate. They they beat him in the first like five to one, which was in Toluca, um, and then in leg two, um, they won three to one. I will say this, like I said, man, I was completely surprised by Toluca this season. I didn't expect them to be be where they were. Um, the exp- you know, I was you know they they started off pretty hot. They finished, they were in first place for for the first half of the Apertura, 
and then kind of simmer down to, I believe, um, I believe sixth place. I think sixth place where they ended up finishing in the Apertura. Um, they they did a huge turnaround, man. I mean, they 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 literally had almost like a brand new team out there, um, and for them to finish in sixth place and and upset uh, Santos Laguna and then upset America, uh, it, it's a good, it, it's good for them. And to make it to the final, um, I didn't think they were going to win it in, in all honesty. Uh, it was, it was just a bit too much. I mean, Pachuca just had the firepower. Um, I mean, they, they literally have blown out every opponent they faced, um, going into this thing. So, uh, and Toluca has a lot of defensive issues. It's clear that defense is something that they're going to have to address in the in the Clausura. Because um, yeah, it was it was blatantly clear that uh, that defense was a big issue for Toluca this in this in this whole thing. I mean, they only they gave up a total of eight goals in two games. So it, it, yeah, defensively, they have a lot of work to do. Um, so, and I mean, you can even say the same thing for the attack. I I think when you know, prop, props to Pachuca, man. They 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 stayed structured defensively, um, and they and they were able to take advantage of 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 defensive flaws that that Toluca gave them the, the opportunities that Toluca gave them. They took them, um. So, and then careless mistakes, causing those penalties, man. Handballs, man. You gotta keep your you got You can't be hoping on maybe that technicality of uh, natural position or wherever they're trying to save for these handballs as of lately. But you just keep your arms in. Uh, let it be part of your body. Don't let it be considered an arm, a handball, or anything like that. You got that. That's just that's discipline, man. So, um, the back line needs to be addressed. Discipline just needs to be addressed overall for Toluca. Uh, but I I think it, this is at least a good start. Like you know, you you like I said you did this big turnaround after being embarrassed last year, uh, in, in the last in the Clausura and uh, in the twenty twenty two Clausura, and you 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 you. You clean house, man. You you know you let your, you let players go, um. You bring new players in, and, and and for all that, man, I think I think great job by Toluca. But you know this is just uh, this was just a little start. This should be a good. This is a good place to build, um. Even though, you know game blown out in the in the in the final is not it's not something you want to see regardless. But it's a good start for them. I think uh, hopefully in the in the Clausura they can. You know they can come back stronger, but you know, like I said, they need to fix the defense. I think the defense is what really killed them this season. Um, so they that needs to be addressed. They need to correct, make those corrections, add players that they think they need to add, um, or just build continuity. Defense also can just help with consistency. But yeah, I mean, they gave up a lot of goals this year, so it definitely needs to be worked on uh, for that for Toluca. But I mean, th- this isn't about them. This is about Pachuca. Pachuca was just was just light years away from everybody here. Um, I think it would have probably been a better final if America was in it. Uh, I think it would have been a little bit more more contested. Because, um, I mean, it was clear that Pachuca was a higher C team than, than Toluca. Uh, Toluca looked like a team that came from reclassification. But, uh, nonetheless, man, Pachuca just went and handled their business, man. They they, they went strong in the first leg and and stayed in it in the, in the third leg, in the second leg. So, I mean, props to Pachuca. They were clearly the better team. And, and deserve to to win another uh, Liga Magnus title. So congratulations to Pachuca, um, which is the joke continues forever <laughs> about how he's randomly put, picked Pachuca, and, and here they are. 
the fruits of his labor, if you will. All right, man. So MLS Cup playoffs, man. So Philadelphia Union beat NYCFC 3-1, man. It really strong the performance from from Philadelphia. Um, obviously, if you remember last last season, uh, Philadelphia was in the Western Conference Finals against NYCFC, and unfortunately, due to some COVID, some players getting COVID, uh, they were they were basically not ha- didn't have some key players in there. And which gave the opportunity for NYCFC to win and move on to the MLS Cup final. This time around, this was a healthy Philadelphia Union team. This Philadelphia Union team has been, you could probably say, probably the best team. They are the highest scoring team in MLS. And they are the the least scored on team in the MLS. So this team is a pretty strong. It's crazy to think that this team didn't get the Supporter Shield. Um, in hindsight, maybe they should have been the ones that won the Supporter Shield and not LAFC. Because I believe they are, they're same in points. Um, as far as like, you know, the, the points accumulated and all that crap, but, but yeah, so Philadelphia Union stay dominant, you know, and they're, they're going into the MLS cup final over at the Western conference side, LAFC man handled their business and beat Austin FC three to nothing. Um, they, they let them know, um, that they were going to win this game. They had the home field advantage. Uh, Austin FC, I think this is a great, a great place to, to build from, you know, they weren't in the they weren't even in the playoff discussion last season. They make it they make it in as a second seed, and, and they make it to the west to the Western Conference Finals. I think this is a really good what they're doing right now over at Austin. They can build from this, grow from this. Uh, they're just going to be a better team uh, come next season, or at least they should. I mean, add a few more pieces. Drewsy maybe wins the MVP next time. Congratulations to Mokhtar for winning MVP. But yeah, this team is, I think Austin FC has a lot of potential going into next season. But LAFC, man, they finally are in the MLS Cup final. Uh, Supporter Shield winner is in the MLS Cup final. Um, take <laughs> against a team that maybe could be argued to should have been the, the Supporter Shield winner. But we're going to find out here this weekend. LAFC versus Philadelphia Union. This is the MLS Cup final. The two first seeds, it's two, it's the two best teams going up against each other. Um, this is said to be a great final. It's going to be in L.A. Obviously, L.A. being the sports show winner gets home field advantage throughout the tournament. And that's that's what's going to happen. So, they're not going to play in the cold of Philadelphia. They're going to be playing in L.A., which the weather's probably a little bit nicer. Um, Philadelphia, man, what a time to be a Philly fan. I mean, you got the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they're, I'm not sure if they're still undefeated or not, but they're killing it right now in the NFL. The Phillies are playing against the Houston Nationals in the World Series. Uh, I mean, it's still early in the game. I mean, but they look like they might win Game Three. Um, Philadelphia is, is just electric right now. Uh, <laughs> it is just a time to be a Phillies fan. I think the Sixers are. I don't know what's going on with the Sixers. I can't tell you anything about the Sixers. Uh, but um, I mean, they just their season just started. But but yeah, man, Philadelphia, man, you got. Three really hot teams right now. Um, you know, one's two of them are in a championship. One is possibly going to be a strong contender for the for the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. So what a time to be a Philadelphia, be from Philadelphia, man. Um, LAFC, man. You know, they went and got the stars. Chaylene got the start. Uh, Gareth Bale, I believe he's dealing with an injury. Um, I don't know if he'll be available by the by the MLS Cup, but I assume they're gonna try to make him available at least he's going to try himself to be available for it but 
yeah, this is going to be a really good game. I'm excited, man. This is, uh, you got to say props to LAFC with Chirundolo, man. He, he did a really good job with his LAFC team. This, this, this team is just loaded, man. Carlos Vela, you know, he, he, he came in and bought in with LAFC and, and, you know, here they are. They're finally in the final. But when you look at Philadelphia, man, I mean, the fact that I just said they are the strongest team. They allow the fewest goals and they score a lot. Like that is, that's important to talk about. They're both coming off of really strong performances in the Eastern Conference Finals. This is like everything that you want in a final. This is how it's supposed to come in. This is two strong teams. There is no, oh, I really don't even think that there's much of a, of a, if, if anything, the favorites are LAFC just because of home field advantage, but both of them are pre, are really, really strong teams. This is how it should be. I want to say this is how it should be. I like how the MLS Cup does it. It, it. it does make it open. But, you know, you finally have the two best teams playing against each other in the MLS Cup final. Um, and as much as I want to give it to LAFC, <laughs> which is, I mean, I guess if, if you're going Edwards, uh, Edwards logic, you got Will Ferrell taking on Kevin Durant. Um, but, man, dude, I'm just... I don't know. I, I think I'm going to, I want to say LAFC, man, like everything that they have fought for, um, to, to be, to finally get to this point. But I think Philadelphia Union is going to win this thing. I think that they are the strongest team in the MLS. They should have probably been the supporter shield winner. Um, so give me Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia wins this game. Not going to do a score prediction, but I'm going with Philadelphia. So shout out to Andrew Monroe of kicking it with Drew SC. Uh, I'm I'm going with your Philly boys. We'll see how it goes, man. Uh, I'm drunk on board, man. I'm, I'm rocking with you guys. We'll we'll see what happens with Philadelphia. Um, hopefully, hopefully the Astros can. can Jesus Christ, you're gonna keep Lance McCullers from there. Uh, hopefully they can figure this out and and try to ride this ship clear. But all right, man. So players of the week, players of the week is brought to you by In the Clutch, man. In the Clutch is a clothing apparel that has the approval of Major League Soccer's Players Association, the National Basketball Association's Players Association, Major League Baseball's Players Association. They just come up with great shirts uh, for these players, man. And, and and I think really, really great designs. Just all overall awesome. I'm currently wearing my Kyle Tucker t-shirt, obviously, because the Astros are playing right now. Um, not too well, but... Uh, you know, like I said, there's plenty of game left. Um, but yeah, uh, I got this shirt. I do have a footballer's life shirt and I just got their Jeremy Pena shirt. So, which congratulations actually Kyle Tucker and Jeremy Pena for winning the gold glove. But just great shirts, great designs, very comfortable fit. I, I love how this fit. I love the material. So overall, I really am a big fan of in the clutch. So if you guys want to get some in the clutch apparel of your own, if you use the code insert name at checkout at you know, in the clutch.com, um, you can go ahead and save yourself 10% on your purchase. So thank you again for in the clutch to be the presenting sponsor for players of the week. All right, players of the week. So Edward has Robert Lewandowski. Uh, Robert Lewandowski scores the winning goal in Barcelona's one to nothing win against Valencia. So Robert Lewandowski just doing what he does and that is scoring goals for his team. Um, this was the, 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 the winner because, you know, it was a very contested game between them and Valencia. So, 
Robert Lewandowski yet again. Uh, give give him another vote for the player of the for for the Roosevelt Spencer Player of the Year award. Um, my player of the week is Lois Openda. Uh, I hope I said that right. Lois Openda, who scores the ha- scores a hat trick in RC Lynn's three to nothing win against Toulouse. So you obviously know you're gonna get your usual suspects from Edward. Uh, me on the other hand, you're always gonna have like the random guy. But hey, the man scored a hat trick. Um. Put you know, put his team behind on his back and, and took him to a good win against Toulouse. So, congratulations to Robert Lewandowski and Louis Openda for being our players of the week. Once again, use that code in. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Use that code insert name at checkout to save yourself ten percent at In the Clutch. Once again, InTheClutch.com. Thank you again for In the Clutch for being our presenting sponsor for players of the week. All right, man. We got some games to look forward to this coming weekend. Um. Yeah. So. In other leagues, before we get going with the with the other leagues, we got Galatasaray taking on Beshtika over in the Turkish Super League. It is a big game, big robbery. So go ahead and check that one out. Um, especially if you guys don't don't keep up with that. We have Wrexham taking out Oldham in uh the FA Cup. So the FA Cup is kicking off. Wrexham will be in the FA Cup this season. I don't know for how long. But hey, if you want to see some glimpses of Ryan, of Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, I'm sure it'll be featured on season two of Welcome to Wrexham. So here's a chance to go ahead and watch Wrexham live <laughs> on TV. Um, IX taking on PSV. So obviously IX, strong team PSV, currently being managed by Rudvan Nistroy. So big name right there. We'll see how this matchup fares this time. It's a pretty... It, Two pretty big teams in in in, uh, in the Netherlands, so we'll see how this turns out. Both of them definitely great talent pools for young players. And the last game will be El Clasico, Real Madrid versus Barcelona in the Span- women's Spanish league. So obviously it's El Clasico. It has nothing to do with the singing bet, so don't worry about that. But make sure you guys, if you guys want to watch out, if you guys want to watch some women's soccer, man, we got El Clasico coming up. This weekend for y'all. <laughs> I'm like as if I have I have control on the schedule. Um, in the MLS, obviously MLS Cup final, man, November fifth. Go ahead and watch it. It's gonna be a really good one. I can't wait to watch it myself. Uh, luckily, don't have to go on a road trip to Austin to watch it. I just can watch it from home. In league, uh, we got Leo taking on Stadarenes. Two teams just coming off of form. Go ahead, face off against each other. And we have Marcial taking on Leon. It's a rivalry. Maybe not a strong rivalry right now, but still rivalry nonetheless. So go ahead and, and check out those games in France. In the Serie A, we got Napoli taking on Atalanta. Like I said earlier, Chucky Lozano, a lot of pressure going to him. Maybe, you know, kind of going back retrospective, maybe doesn't really necessarily need a transfer move yet. But obviously he needs a big, needs to have a big World Cup for the sake of Mexico. But, you know, taking on Atalanta, Napoli, like I said, right now leading the table right now in the Serie A. So they hopefully want to maintain that. And Roma versus Lazio. You know, obviously Roma doing the things that they've been doing. Having having Jose Mourinho, having players like Tammy Abraham and Paul Dybala. Uh, and, and then you have Lazio, who's actually also doing pretty well as well. So, uh, so go ahead and check that out in the Serie A. In the Bundesliga, we got Hoffenheim taking on RB Leipzig. I don't know why I said it like that, but yeah, Hoffenheim making on RB Leipzig, um, featuring a player that I said needs to have a good World Cup in in 
in uh Tom uh, Thomas you know Burner. Is it Thomas Burner? Is it Thomas Burner? Is it Tom Is it Thomas Burner? I I'm really gonna beat myself on on this one. Is it Thomas Werner? No. Why am I saying Thomas Werner? That is so weird. Like, that is just the most... Timo Werner. That's why I'm saying it's Thomas. Timo Werner. I hope I didn't say Timo earlier. Like, Jesus Christ. The World Series is really getting to me right now. Uh, but, yeah. Timo Werner. Um, taking on Hoff... Uh, you know, let's see what he can do against Hoffenheim. And Borussia Dortmund facing Bochum. Um, yeah. You know, Dortmund needs to find some form, man. They just need to. So... We'll go ahead, and that's what's going on in the Bundesliga. In the in La Liga, we got Barcelona taking on Almeria. Yeah, it's not looking too good for Barcelona. I think that they're now going to the Europa League, um, in Champions League. We'll do our our halfway, our half, or our, our. I think the group stages should be done, uh, by next week. So we'll we'll talk about the half. You know, obviously the end of the group stages for, for all the game for all the tournaments. So we'll do that as well. I believe that's next up. Ep- that should be next episode. And Real Betis versus Sevilla. So this is obviously a rivalry in Sevilla. If you guys didn't know, Bet Real Betis is actually in Sevilla. So a big rivalry game. One that you probably don't think of, but I think it probably should be one that you you should go watch. Real Betis taking on Sevilla. Um, and then in the English Premier League, we got the London Derby: Chelsea versus Arsenal. Chelsea coming off an embarrassing loss against Brighton, and Arsenal coming off of a Defiant victory against Nottingham Forest, five to nothing. Um, obviously those matches probably have no impact into this game. But Chelsea versus Tottenham, I mean Chelsea, Chelsea versus Arsenal. It's a big game, very important matchup for Arsenal if they want to continue to stay up top of the table. Um, though I do believe Manchester City already jumped, off. I think, or maybe I think I, who knows? But yeah, so Arsenal and Chelsea. Yeah, like I said, fuck Chelsea. All right, and Tottenham. Taking on Liverpool. Liverpool coming off of an embarrassing loss to Major Leeds Soccer. Uh, they need to bounce back. And, you know, Tottenham. Well, Tottenham is Tottenham. But I got to see what they, did they, did they, who, who they, did they beat? Did they win? Did they win their game? Let me see. So, Tottenham. Uh, so, I know they beat Martial, like in the Champions League. But who who did who they who they face off? Oh, they beat they beat Bournemouth. Okay, so three two win against Bournemouth. Um, but yeah, so they're gonna take on Liverpool, man. So Liverpool needs to bounce back, man. Liverpool desperately needs to bounce back. That's all I gotta say for that one. But yeah, that is some games to look forward to this weekend. Like I said, man, I know we're just giving you some samples, but hey, if you're trying to get into soccer, these are probably a good beginner's guide, if you will. Um, for soccer, so uh, that or you can watch the Quiz Rondolowski movie when that whenever that comes out. But all right, we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll go ahead and wrap this show up. Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out the website www.bellyupsports.com to read some great articles from great writers all across the country, from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average, website. All right, man. So that that is episode 110. Obviously, 
Um, no 303 down this time just because, well, uh, it's, it's just me. So, um, next episode, hopefully we do have Edward um, back. Uh, let me let me quickly double check if, if the group stages would be done for the for Champions League. Because, uh, I mean, if that's the case. Oh, so, it w oh, the group stages are done. Oh, wait, no, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, they played game some games today. Well, obviously, I'm recording this on Tuesday. All right, yeah. So, so next week we will uh touch up on the other in on Champions League, Europa League, and uh, Europa Conference League. Look at the groups. Uh, see who's advancing to the knockout rounds. Uh, well, who's getting automatic into the knockout rounds? Who's playing doing that play-in game? Um, all that stuff. So we'll go ahead and cover all of that uh, next episode. Um, we want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network, man. Follow, check up their website, bellyupsports.com. Also follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Things are things are growing over there, man. We're 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 proud to be part of that growth. Um, and you know, be on the lookout with some future partnerships that we have going on over there. Uh, shout out to Alejandro Gomez and AG Graphics. They create the insert name FC logo. Look, man. When I started Insert Name FC, uh, I had a very unique vision. Not really, not a unique vision, but I was just kind of trying to figure things out. Luckily, I was blessed to have met uh, Alejandra, uh, you know, working in sports, and um, I knew she created logos. So I went ahead and asked her if she could create me a logo, and she, uh, she, I told her I wanted as uh, I want, you know, I'm making fun of. Major League Soccer with some of their generic names because of insert name FC, and so I was like, if you can make me a a really cool logo, that kind of pokes fun at that, and like like I said, I didn't give I didn't give her a lot of direction. I kind of I feel like kind of similar with Spencer. I don't want to try to trap him into this one little thing. I want them to have free range, and she got free range, and she gave me this awesome logo that me Edward. Constantly confesses his love for Alejandra, and and you know even Spencer loves Spencer loves the logo too. Everybody loves the logo, so um, yeah, I'm definitely uh, grateful for Alejandra. That's all she's done for me. So uh, check her out on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. If you guys need some logos done, go ahead and hit her up, man. She does a really great job. I highly recommend her. Um, tell her that we sent you. Maybe maybe she'll take care of you. Um, and of course, man, like I said, man, uh, when I created this podcast, uh, I told Spencer about it and I told him, I told Spencer initially was that I wanted him to create me an intro and outro. Um, and Spencer, uh, not only did he do that, but he also offered to become the producer of the show. And yeah, man, I'm forever grateful, uh, for, for his contribution, man. So a uh, lot of hard work he does for us, man. Obviously, editing these episodes, creating all the beats that he does, man. He's just, it's just been awesome, man. So, uh, always, always putting in good work, man. Uh, hopefully, this episode isn't isn't too much. Um, I know you're getting ready for your move to Seattle, um, so I'm not entirely sure if this if this is. I don't know. Anyways, but yeah, man. If you guys like our beats, like our intros, our outro, the way this episode's edited. All that stuff, man. Hit up up on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. 
Thank you so much for listening. Catch us next week for episode 111, which will be the re- recap of the group stages of com- the Europa UEFA, the UEFA Europa Conference League, the Europa League, and the Champions League. So, yeah, big episode. So, take care, guys. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.